Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dr. Axe Show. I am your host, Dr. Axe. And today I'm going to be talking about the healing power of herbs, spices, and mushrooms, and how you can use these amazing ancient remedies to help you beat things like inflammation, balance your hormones, improve your digestion, fight cancer, reverse autoimmune disease, and so much more on today's show. I'll be talking about herbs and spices for fertility, for boosting low testosterone, supporting your energy levels, and increasing your lifespan, and even athletic performance. So we are going to dive in. Uh, also, I want to mention my new book is out. It's called Ancient Remedies. And I'll say this is the best book I've ever written. In fact, I want to say this. Uh, Dr. Oz, wrote the forward to the book. He rarely writes endorsements to books. He wrote one to this one. And you know, I think the reason is, is he really understands the power of herbs and spices and, uh, and really how beneficial they are. And just really, really this book dives into traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, biblical medicine, Greek medicine, and going through how to heal the root cause of disease. So if you want to get uh, my new book, I encourage you to go to amazon.com right now or barnesandnoble.com or run out to your local bookstore. And if you're searching online on Amazon, just search Dr. Axe Ancient Remedies and you can buy the new book there as well. And I encourage you, hey, get, you know, get one for a friend as well. And I'll just say this, I believe that this is the best book out there for helping you heal the root cause of disease. Also in the book, there is a reference guide in the back. It goes over 70 different conditions. So you'll use this for years. In fact, in our household, we use it all the time. So if you have a cold or flu, you can flip to the back and look up cold and flu, and it will tell you the exact foods to eat, the top five supplements to take, the best essential oils and how to use them, all for those conditions. Plus it has meal plans, uh, nearly 80 healing recipes. They're healing for your gut hormones and your body. So again, check it out. Ancient Remedies uh, by me, Dr. Axe on, uh, you can go to amazon.com. It can ship to you in a couple of days. By the way, right now it's $5 off. They have it on sale and I know they're going to probably increase the price again. So go and check it out right now. All right. So let's dive in. Let's talk about herbs, spices. Before I do that though, I want to say my father, actually, this is a story about herbs and spices. You may not know this. My father is 70 years old. Him and my mom live in Florida. And, um, my dad is a big water skier. Okay. So ever since I was a kid, my dad was a semi-pro water skier. He would ski in tournaments, was very good. Even at 70 years old today, my dad water skis, okay? Now, he's not in South Florida. He's kind of more in the middle of the state. And it still gets pretty cold there. The water will get down into the 60s. And my dad, this past year, decided to go and water ski in December. Well, he got pneumonia, got put in the hospital, and uh, got put on antibiotics. And so finally, I, I find out my dad doesn't tell me until he's in the hospital. He calls me and says, hey, I've got pneumonia. And I said, well, what are they doing? He said, well, they're just giving me antibiotics and you know, feeding me bad stuff. My mom went to Whole Foods, went and brought him some healthier stuff, you know, chicken soup, uh, vegetables, and that sort of thing. And I said, dad, hey, I'm going to fly down because it was almost Christmas. We flew down a couple of days early. And so what I did was I started realizing how bad this care was. And so anyways, my dad, finally, after you know the, the second day, I was only in there for two days, we got him out of the hospital and uh, we started giving him remedies to help him heal his body because he wasn't getting better. You know, what a lot of people don't realize is antibiotics. Listen to this. And by the way, I cover this in the new book. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this with you real quick. Antibiotic drugs deplete your body of loads and loads of nutrients. So think about this. My dad is in the hospital. They're just giving him antibiotics. And here are the 
nutrients that are pulled and leached from the body. If you take one round of an antibiotic drug, folate, vitamin B1, B2, B6, B12, calcium, magnesium, potassium, zinc, and healthy gut bacteria. So probiotics, all of those are leached from the body and pulled from it. If you take an antibiotic drug. So my dad's in the hospital taking antibiotics and listen, sometimes antibiotics can save somebody's life. I want to recognize that if somebody has a major, major infection, but the problem is at the same time, there are these major side effects where it's pulling all of these nutrients from the body. By the way, there's not a single medication that doesn't pull nutrients from the body. Uh, even something like birth control depletes your body of many B vitamins, zinc, and probiotics as well and can cause yeast infections. And then you've got so, so many, every medication in general pulls nutrients from the body and damages your organ systems. So with my father, we decided to change his diet and follow an ancient diet to help him heal using herbs and spices as well. We gave him bone broth soup, baked pears, steamed asparagus and cauliflower, radishes. Uh, also, we gave him an herbal uh, or the herbal remedies, astragalus, elderberry, echinacea. We had him drink some ginger tea, have some garlic with his meals. And then also we just sort of watched some funny movies, had him get outside a little bit. So we, we followed this diet and took all these supplements. And also we just, we prayed for him. We believe in the power of prayer. And, you know, a few, you know, a few days later, he was almost as good as new. A few weeks later, he was back out there water skiing again. But I told him, Hey, before you get in that, I want you to take a hot shower. And I want you to, uh, anyways, wear a wetsuit and stay warm. So all that being said, you know, I, this is what happens so often in the medical system. My family, I remember my mom growing up was in and out of the hospital because she was so sick all the time. And again, we really started turning to uh, ways of healing using these ancient remedies. So today, what I want to do is I want to go through some herbs, spices, and mushrooms that are the biggest immune booster or the biggest health boosters for the body. We're going to start off with immunity and antiviral herbs, and then we're going to get into hormone balancing, gut healing, and a whole lot more. But here's the thing to know about herbs and spices and mushrooms. Herbs and spices and mushrooms don't necessarily heal you. Your body heals itself. They change your body's environment. In fact, there's a uh, ancient physician who talked about this uh, Bichop. And basically he said, the big thing is you want to change. He used the word terrain. So imagine uh, you know, your body as a garden or a piece of land. He said, you want to create a, a hospitable environment for things that are good. So like probiotics versus what a lot of people do. If you're eating a lot of junk food, if you are stressed out all the time, if you are exposing yourself to toxins, your terrain becomes unhealthy and it becomes a breeding ground for viruses, parasites, different forms of bacteria and infections. And this, this is, this is how it works. So when you think about healing yourself, don't think about, Oh, I'm taking this. Like, um, listen, medications do the farthest thing from heal you. They really just change your symptom and they may fight something that's infecting you, but they don't heal you. Your body heals itself. What, what these things do is they change your environment. So there's something in Chinese medicine called the six evils and it's your body can be too hot or too cold internally. So hot, we know that is something like inflammation and cold is if you're, you're shivering, you don't have circulation to your extremities, hypothyroidism, uh, sometimes is, is your body's too cool as well. And then you can be too damp or too dry. Dampness is candida. And then also you can have too much movement in your body, like diarrhea or too little movement, constipation. So that, those are the, there's these patterns in the body. What herbs and spices and mushrooms do, they help move your body in the right direction so it can better heal itself. Think about it like this. If you get a cut on your hand, okay? So imagine you have a little cut there. 
you know what heals you? Your body heals that cut. Okay. This, it's this intelligence within your own body. It's not broccoli. It's not cauliflower. It's not even collagen. Now listen, collagen is the building block for what your body is going to use to repair your damaged skin. Okay. It's the building block, but really what herbs and spices do think about lavender oil. If you put lavender oil or olive leaf extract on the area, it's going to keep the area from getting infected. So it's not healing you, but it's protecting you. So now your body can heal itself. And so that's how a lot of herbs, spices, and mushrooms work. Certain herbs and spices actually send blood flow and nourishment to different organ systems. For instance, turmeric. What turmeric actually does is nourish your blood thereby and increase your circulation, thereby reducing inflammation. So it's very anti-inflammatory, but it does it in a unique way by nourishing and moving your blood more, getting nutrients and blood to organs so they can heal and, and fight off disease better. So that's kind of how that works. But listen, er, up, up until 100 years ago, when somebody used the word medicine, they meant herbs, spices, and mushrooms. In fact, if you if you go to certain areas of the world today, they'll have apothecaries, which is sort of an ancient pharmacy. And if you would go into an ancient pharmacy or apothecary, you would see on the shelves various herbs, spices, mushrooms, glandulars, like liver in there. And that's what people took for medicine. And still today, it is the most effective and powerful form of medicine herbs and spices are because they do not have the side effects. Here's what else is incredible. When you look at where the idea for most medications come from. They come from the idea of compounds that are already in plants. For instance, the active ingredient in aspirin. Okay. So aspirin, what it actually, that, that compound in it, they actually took from white willow bark in wintergreen. Okay. So they took it from the bark of a tree. It was a compound that actually has pain killing properties. What pharmaceutical companies do today is they take these compounds that they find in plants and they find a way to synthetically make them. So imagine rather than getting uh, your, your sugar from honey or from blueberries, okay. In a whole food form, you're, you're, what they'll do is they'll extract something like sugar and then they will take it and make something like high fructose corn syrup and then give you that type of sugar. That's the equivalent of what a drug is compared to an herb. And here's the other thing too, what herbs do, herbs and vitamins and minerals and nutrients, they really support your body in healing itself. What medications do is they alter your body's function. They actually change what your body's designed to do. I'll give you an example of this. If you have high blood pressure, and you take a blood pressure drug, it, it drives your blood pressure lower. Versus if you take certain herbs like adaptogens in Chinese medicine, let's use hawthorn, for example. If your blood pressure is too high, it will lower it. But if it's in a normal range, it won't affect your body. It'll actually just keep it normal in many cases. Now, that's not to say there aren't certain herbs like licorice root extract. If you take loads of it, a really high dose of it without the DGL form for a longer period of time, that will raise your blood pressure. So sometimes, but for the most part, they're very, very gentle and easy on the body. So what I want to do now is go through the top herbs, spices, and mushrooms for various conditions. Let's start off with how to naturally boost your immune system. Number one, reishi mushroom. I love reishi. It's actually known in Asian medicine as the mushroom of immortality. And this adaptogen is really known for strengthening your adrenal glands. Okay. So if you are 
you know, you're, you're, you're working too much. You got too much stress. It starts to wear your adrenals out. Rishi is not a, and by the way, Rishi is more gentle. Certain other adaptogens like rhodiola and ginseng are much stronger, but Rishi can be taken every day, almost the rest of your life. So Rishi is known for being very, very good for your adrenal glands. The other thing is there are studies showing it has powerful anti-cancer properties. In fact, Reishi was one of the mushrooms we gave my mom when she had cancer to fight her cancer. It's been shown to activate something called natural killer cells in your body that targets and actually kills off cancer cells. So really powerful. And it's also good for your liver. In Chinese medicine, it's also no, known to be good for something called Shen, which is essentially like how calm your spirit is. If you get really worked up and anxious, Shen is like, hey, you've got a calm spirit. And so Rishi also helps calm your spirit, reducing stress and also improving your sleep. So, but the big thing about Rishi is it activates T killer cells. And by the way, another medical study found it was effective against all these forms of cancer. Tumors in the lung, the breast, the prostate, and even bone cancer, Rishi was shown to have uh, evidence of, of, of helping improve. Um, and by the way, when I'm saying this, I'm not saying reverse those conditions in full. I'm saying in studies, some of these are human, some of these are animal, some of these are lab, but these it was shown to have really powerful anti-cancer properties. Elderberry. Okay. Now, by the way, I've got some questions recently from people. Somebody talked about the, um, essentially an event where it causes a cascade of inflammation if you take elderberry. Here's the thing to know. Uh, yes, in a way it creates inflammation, but not in a bad way. Think about this. If you, if you have a virus, your body activates your immune system and it sends things to go to attack and kill off the virus. Part of that process is going to be inflammatory. So some, some, you know, somebody who doesn't really know a lot about this came out with this and said, oh, elderberry, we did a study and it was shown to, you know, show some, some, and by the way, it was mild, but a mild an, uh, inf inflammation response. Well, yeah, it does because part of an immune response and your inflammatory response is linked up. So all that being said, if you heard that or watched that, I, I personally uh, do not uh, agree with that in terms of that you shouldn't take it because again, essentially what it's doing, it's boosting your immune system. A study, and there's a medical journal just came out with a study. It's really powerful. It's in the journal called Nutrients. And it was shown to dramatically decrease the duration of cold and flu time, especially with those who are traveling. So we know, uh, again, elderberry, a great immune booster has antiviral and antibacterial compounds. And, and by the way, when you're buying elderberry syrup, make sure it doesn't have too much extra sugar in it. Okay. I think if there's a little bit of honey, that's fine, but really it should not have more than really four or five grams. I'd say it shouldn't have more than five grams of sugar. If it's nine or 10, I think that starts to get high. If it's five, that's fine. A little bit of honey or something like that. A little bit of that is fine. But again, I really like elderberry. Another immune booster is echinacea. Uh, there's a study in the Lancet found that it reduces your risk of even catching a cold. So if you want to prevent getting sick, I really like echinacea. And I also like astragalus, by the way, if you, for prevention. So best long and best long-term herbs for prevention are going to be astragalus and reishi for your immune system. Now I want to mention one last one, and then we're going to jump into the best herbs, spices, and mushrooms for your digestive system. But it is an herb that most people haven't heard of, and it is andrographis. It's known as king of the bitters. Now I have a good friend of mine. His name is Dr. Gil Banami, and he is a, he is a Chinese medicine practitioner. And he was telling me that this herb is so powerful used in Chinese medicine because the big thing it does is if somebody has a lot of mucus and phlegm, 
Uh, that is the sort of environment. Remember I said this earlier, in order to be healthy, you've got to change your internal environment. What viruses and bacteria, think about mold, okay? In order for mold to grow and thrive, it likes to have a certain environment. So in order for mold to grow, that tends to happen when you get something like flooding in your house, right? Flooding in your basement, or if water gets in your ventilation system and sits there. So dampness or water, if something is damp, it, it allows mold to grow, okay? The same thing is with viruses and bacteria to thrive. If it is very a uh, damp in your body. And an example of dampness is snot, mucus, or candida, like yeast on your tongue. Bacteria, uh, viruses, parasites, they love that. So what andrographis does, this herb, is it activates your liver and your blood to help clear out all the dampness. So it helps eliminate the mucus. It helps eliminate the um, the phlegm and the yeast. And it's also been very, very shown to be very effective against coughs and sore throats. But again, it is super pow powerful um, in uh, you know for your immune system. It's called andrographis. Now, listen, that's only if you've got uh, you know. I would just take that if you noticed you've got a lot of phlegm, a lot of dampness, and a lot of times andrographis is good to couple and pair with ginger as herbal supplements. Okay, we're going to talk about digestion here, and I also want to mention though those are the herbs and spices. You know, if you're also looking to boost your immune system, though nutrients are important as well. You know, getting a lot of the yellow foods, the ginger, the garlic, the bone broth, those are going to help along with certain nutrients like vitamin D, zinc vitamin C. All right, let's talk about the proven digestive supporters. Now, we I love this quote. You guys have heard me say this, but Hippocrates said over 2000 years ago, all disease begins in the gut. Okay, all of it. And and listen, now I believe I don't believe he's 100% correct. I believe it begins in the brain and then the gut. Okay. So again, I believe it's really your nervous system, your brain and your gut are the two chief organ systems that really most disease starts with. But again, all that being said, still your digestive system is critically important for your body. In fact, your digestive system is, is really strongly connected to your brain. In fact, you've heard people talk about the gut brain connection. So if even people that are struggling with depression, different mood disorders, uh, at risk of Alzheimer's disease, MS, you know, a lot of these are linked to your digestive system. So there's a deep connection between your gut and your brain. Also, there's a deep connection between your gut and your skin. It's actually, they're, they're, they're both called your, you have your gut microbiome, which, which that word microbiome essentially means the environment, the terrain of your gut, right? The biome. So you have this sort of greenhouse or this thing within your body that causes certain things to grow, other things to die. So you want to create a healthy gut microbiome. Well, you also have your skin uh, biome and they're, they're, your, your gut and skin are linked up and especially your gut and your immune system. You know, you, you guys have heard the quote, 70% of your immune system is in your gut. So I talked about immune system right before this, but also another way to indirectly boost your immune system is to strengthen your digestive system. And these herbals will help you do that. Number one is astragalus. And I'm going to say this, Astragalus is one of my top three herbs I take on a regular basis. And it's probably one of the top five herbs prescribed in all of Chinese medicine. Now, it might surprise you. You may not have heard or used astragalus before, but I want to say this as well. This might surprise you. 20 years ago, I would say that 80% of you listening to this podcast had not really heard of or used turmeric. And I'm serious about that. I would say 10 years ago, very few people had heard of or used ashwagandha. So sometimes, you know, what happens is 
sometimes a lot of these studies on herbs like astragalus uh, with tumor and ashwagandha, you know, those studies tend to be published in India and in Israel and places like Japan or Asia. And oftentimes they finally get published or transcribed in, in America. And then they sort of catch on and then a supplement company manufactures them. And so sometimes the supplements that are the herbs that are the most popular that doesn't mean they're the best herbs. Okay. Now, do I think turmeric and uh, turmeric and uh, ashwagandha are two of the best herbs? Yes. I mean, they were prized, but the th if there is one other to put up there with turmeric and ashwagandha, it would be astragalus. Astragalus is known as the number one herb in Chinese medicine to heal leaky gut syndrome. So it helps strengthen your digestive system and your immune system. It is super powerful. It has a class of chemicals, actually several, it has flavonoids, polysaccharides, saponins, and there's a study that found it actually helped heal leaky gut syndrome, fight candida, improve hypothyroidism, help heal irritable bowel disease, autoimmune disease, colds, viruses, chronic inflammation, and even cancer. Think about it. In, in this medical study, it helped with every single one of those conditions in a significant way. I mean, that's just amazing. Also, there was a study done in the a, a medical journals called Aging and Disease, and it found that it helps repair your telomeres, which helps you live longer. And so actually, that's part of why it has such powerful anti-cancer properties and actually slows the aging of your brain. So listen, if there's one other herb in my top three that people should be taking on a regular basis, it's turmeric. It's ashwagandha and it is astragalus. It's probably the number one herb I take along with the other two. All right, let's talk about ginger. Ginger is a highly anti-inflammatory herb. Ginger really works in a couple of ways. One, ginger supports your digestive system by reducing inflammation. Okay, it's a key thing to remember that it contains gingerols, which reduce inflammation. Here's the other thing though. Ginger contains a compound called zingerberine. And it actually acts as an enzyme and helps you better break down and digest your foods for you. And actually, sometimes in certain uh, meat industries, uh, they, they take that compound out of ginger and they use it as a meat tenderizer because it helps break down uh, protein. So it makes it easier for you to digest. So ginger, you know, ginger was used. That's another one of those top 10 herbs used in Asian medicine, especially as a tea added to healing recipes. You know, I love adding pumpkin pie spice to my smoothies in the morning, which has cinnamon and ginger as the two chief ingredients in it. So again, use ginger. It's a great one to do, especially for any type of digestive issue and to support immunity. And then trifala. Here's what's unique. Trifala is a berry blend. Now it was part of the herbal category, even though, and I am going to hit on some berries here as well, because certain little berries that are really strong flavor are really just as powerful as herb spices and mushrooms. So trifala is a blend of three fruits. The one that you'll probably most recognize is amla berry, which is one of the most vitamin C rich foods in the world, vitamin C rich foods, but it's known for cleansing your colon um, and also uh, helping just create healthy bowel movements. So if you have an issue, especially like ulcerative colitis, uh, trifala has been shown to be great for. And my, some of my other favorites, I love licorice root. You know, licorice root is very good for your digestive system. Uh, if you have stomach ulcers, anything like that, it's great. All right. Let's talk about beauty enhancers. If you want to live longer and look younger and have beautiful skin, here are the best. Number one is faux tea. Now, listen, here's what faux tea actually means. And here's an ancient story about it. It says in TCM, this ancient herb actually has a legend 
of helping a man live to be over a hundred years old. His name name was Mister He, and he he um, started using faux tea during a time of famine. And instead of suffering, uh, his skin improved, his energy rebounded. And here's the amazing thing: this man he had a mix of black and gray hair. He started using faux tea every day, and after a year of using this herb his gray hair turned back black and he had an entire head of black hair. And so today, faux tea is chiefly used for or known in medical, the medical studies show, it improves memory, your longevity, and even uh, your libido. And for men, it actually supports their sperm count, uh, which is pretty incredible. And so uh, it goes by a couple of names, by the way. We call it faux tea. It's also known as polygona multiflora. It's also known by he shu wu, Okay. But all that being said, FOTI, it's just F-O-T-I. This helps with hair. If it's gray going back black, it helps with your memory. And it also helps with your, in Chinese medicine, it's actually called Jing, which essentially is your, uh, you know, your, your sperm count. But for women, it's a very similar thing. It's your uh, sexual reserves and energy. Okay. So again, FOTI, one of my top four herbs for anti-aging. Number two is Shisandra. And this was actually used by Chinese emperors, uh, you know, in Russia, they used it as well, specifically as an adrenal and an immune tonic. So if somebody has a lot of stress, uh, people would use Shisandra. Also in studies, it's been shown to heal the liver. But the big thing is Shisandra is the only food in Chinese medicine known to have all five flavors. So if you ever taste anything, sometimes things are sweet, sometimes they're bitter, sometimes they're salty. Sometimes they have two flavors on occasion three, this berry has five flavors. And so what it's also known to do, it's put in a lot of formulas because it helps balance out the body and even herbal formulas. But again, I really like faux tea. If you want to look younger, feel younger, just take uh, Shisandra. You can get it in capsule or take a little bit of it as a powder. It's pretty sour because of all the vitamin C and nutrients in it, but it is really great for anti-aging. And then my other favorite is matcha green tea. You know, matcha is prized in Japan. It is loaded with two things in a huge way. It's loaded with chlorophyll. In fact, it is off the charts with chlorophyll. What chlorophyll is going to do is cleanse your liver of toxins and help you get rid of age spots. It also has a compound called epigalacticatechingalate, which helps rejuvenate skin cells, fight cancer, and actually help with um, aging skin. So again, matcha green tea, also fantastic. So those are probably my favorite. You know, I also think royal jelly is good for anti-aging. There, there's a lot of natural remedies, but these are probably my favorite. Matcha, Foti, and Shisandra for anti-aging. Let's talk about the best natural energy boosters in Chinese medicine and adrenal tonics. Okay. If you have adrenal fatigue or just your energy's low, you know, and you ever feel this way, you're just kind of like, man, I just don't, I'm not feeling like I have the vigor and the motivation and the energy. The number one herb used in Chinese medicine for that was called Ramania. That's spelled R-E-H-M-A-N-N-I-A. And this is great for treating, again, especially fatigue. Also, it's used for hypothyroidism. And it's pretty incredible. It boosts stem cell production. This is one of those herbs when people ask me, is there an alternative to collagen? Here's the truth. There is not a vegan alternative to collagen or bone broth, okay? In fact, I think everybody that can or is everybody that's willing to take it should get one serving of collagen or bone broth every single day. Our ancient ancestors got bone broth. We should be getting bone broth. But if you are a vegan and unwilling to do something, uh, if you're unwilling to 
take animal products, then you want to consume the herbs I'm about to mention, Romania being one of them. Also, I would say nettles and horsetail. Those are the other herbs. And again, they're not as powerful as taking an actual collagen, but they're the next best thing. Okay. So Romania is very good for adrenal fatigue and hypothyroidism. The other one I really like is Panex ginseng. Now I want to give this warning with ginseng. Ginseng, if you are over 50 years old, ginseng is incredible for you. It's probably one of the best things for anti-aging. So if you are listening to this and you're over 50 and you're tired, ginseng is an herb you absolutely should consider. For people under 50, it tends to be sometimes a little bit too stimulating, especially if you're also a coffee drinker. So you got to be careful with ginseng. And if you don't want to do ginseng or if you are under the age of 50, I would say do ashwagandha instead. That would be a better replacement there based on your age. Um, and where your body is at hormonally. But again, a ginseng is also a great herb, especially if somebody's weak from something like pneumonia. In fact, my dad, if he wouldn't have got healed up so fast, we would have given him ginseng. So if you have a family member that is really sick with a flu or virus, I would give them echinacea. I would give them something like elderberry, but I would also give them Panex ginseng. Okay. So Panex ginseng is really good. By the way, ginseng is also good for, I know we're talking about energy boosters. It's also very good for male libido. So if a male has low testosterone doing the blend of ginseng and fenugreek, that blend ginseng, ginseng and fenugreek is the best for boosting libido along with probably something like deer antler and then cordyceps. So cordyceps, I want to talk about here. Cordyceps are a medicinal mushroom uh, that actually increase your body's ATP production, which is energy. It's your body creating energy. So cordyceps are powerful. In fact, many years ago, this is in the 1970s, the Russian Olympians took a blend of cordyceps and rhodiola, uh, and they actually saw increased their 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 swimming, uh, their swimming, their track time, so their athletic performance and their speed by blending cordyceps and rhodiola. And again, in just honorable mention, I do think rhodiola, eleuthero, matcha, those are also great natural energy boosters that have adaptogen properties. All right, let's talk about the brain and how to heal the brain. So one thing to know about your brain is it's, it's, it's harder for your body sometimes to regenerate nerve tissue. It takes longer. For instance, certain areas of your body heal faster. Your mouth, for instance, or your digestive tract, if you get a cut or sore in your mouth, it heals that very quickly versus think about on your skin. If you get a cut in your mouth versus a cut on your skin, it probably takes your skin oh, four, at least four times longer to heal. Okay. Well, your brain takes even longer. Your brain takes a long time to heal. So there is a mushroom. It's called lion's mane mushroom. And it's kind of a quirky looking mushroom. It looks like kind of a scruffy lion's head, uh, like a mane. That's why they call it lion's mane. And it's known to help heal uh, help support your gut and brain connection. Okay. Now, remember I mentioned astragalus earlier. That was your gut immune system connection. Lion's mane is your gut brain healer. Okay. So if anybody has an issue related to their gut and brain, it's really powerful. It actually helps regenerate something called a uh, nervine growth factor. So it actually nerve nerve growth factor. So it causes nerves in your brain to regenerate faster. It's amazing. In studies, it's been shown to help fight Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and help the growth of brain cell axons and dendrites. So healing brain, uh, helping reverse brain degeneration. 
really powerful. And by the way, these are double blind studies on humans. I mean, these are really, really prestigious studies showing the benefits of lion's mane. Another great one is Bacopa uh, used in Asian medicine. Uh, Bacopa is sort of like an adaptogen for the brain. It, it, it's a great nootropic. So if you really need to focus and maybe you're trying to study for something or you want to have heightened focus, I like Bacopa. And then I like Ginkgo biloba. I think uh, to me, Ginkgo biloba and lion's mane mushroom, those are probably my two favorite herbals slash mushrooms for the brain. So if somebody wants to prevent Alzheimer's or uh, dementia or improve their memory, I like Ginkgo and lion's mane. Those are the two most powerful followed by probably I'll throw, you know, the next one I'd put on there is CBD oil. It's fantastic for the brain, but I would say lion's mane and Ginkgo daily are the best. And then CBD oil and Bacopa. All right, let's talk about the ancient candida cures. And by the way, you know, I know I'm, I'm this, this is a deep training, right? And we're getting into all these herbs and spices. I want to mention if you want to dig in and actually have all of these charts, so you know exactly what to take for what. So if you're saying, wow, Dr. Ox, you said you're saying all of these different things right now. And I'm forgetting what I take ginkgo for, what I take astragalus for, what I take, you know, ashwagandha for, then I you got to check out my new book. It's called Ancient Remedies. It just came out. And if you go on amazon.com right now, you can get, in fact, it's $5 off. So it's, it's probably the, one of the biggest discounts you'll have on it. So if you go to Amazon and just search, Dr. Axe Ancient Remedies, you will find the book on there. And I want to encourage you, hey, once you get the book, do me a big favor, leave a review. Once you you know read some of it, let me know what you think and go through the back of the book and, uh, and, and look at the index. It is so powerful. We also have this herbal index. So you know exactly which herbs to take for which condition. So it's a book slash reference manual. So you'll use it, you know, every year, the rest of your life. In fact, think about this. One of the things that I've done is my mom, you know, will send me a text and say, Hey, Josh, can you remind me what I should do for, you know, it's like, she'll have a friend who has high cholesterol. And I will literally just say, mom, uh, you know, in the past, I have just, when I was writing the book, I would just, e I would email her a, a, a picture of, of the book for what to do for cholesterol or for like PCOS or infertility. You know, we've had friends with, I had a friend the other day with infertility. So I just took a screenshot of the book because I got the pre-copy and I sent it to her and she literally said, this is the most helpful thing anybody's ever put together for me for what to do for my infertility. So just know in this book, you will be blown away by it. Again, it's Ancient Remedies. If you can check it on amazon.com, barnesandnoble.com, or hey, run out to your local bookstore. It is in bookstores nationwide. We had Sean Johnson East, the Olympian, uh, write an endorsement for this book. Again, Dr. Oz. I was talking to Dr. Hyman and Dr. Perlmutter about it. Everybody's loving the book, Dr. Gundry. And so uh, Daniel Amen. And so excited for you guys to check out the book uh, here as well. We're going to talk about Candida, Candida Cures now. But again, once you read it, hey, do me a big favor. Go on Amazon and write a review. Go on social media and let me know what you think about it. And take your picture yourself of a picture uh, of holding the book. And hey, post that on Instagram. Here's a big thing. I want to teach people how to use food as medicine. You know how many people out there today are out taking medications because they do not know there is a natural way to heal their body. They're using modern medicine, which is has all of these side effects versus ancient medicine, like herbs, spices, and mushrooms are as effective or even more effective without the side effects. Okay. I'm off. All right, here we go. Pau Darko. So if you have candida, it's caused by dampness, according to Chinese medicine. So it's 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 mucus, phlegm, that's in your body. We got to change your environment. How do we do that? Pau Darko. Pau Darko is actually a South American herb 
that also has really powerful anti-parasitic and antifungal and antiviral properties. But again, it also is an anti-yeast fighter. And so again, this is what I would take. If you have, if, if you have a fungal infection or a parasite or yeast, take Paldarco. I would do it as a tea with a cinnamon. Okay. So with like a, mix it with a cinnamon or ginger tea. The next one here, Candida Cures is cinnamon. Uh, by the way, cinnamon is also the number one herb for your blood sugar, but cinnamon um, is going to help. That's the big thing. It balances blood sugar, but also has antimicrobial properties. So I'd take that. Garlic is another big one. I mean, garlic's antiviral properties and its anti-yeast properties are really powerful. So it's an antifungal and it's an anti-yeast. So you can take it for both of those. And of course, it's good for viruses, all kinds of things. And then there's actually one in Chinese medicine that's also powerful. It's called a Lysma that you might try as well. All right, let's talk about inflammation tamers. Turmeric, number one, turmeric uh, contains a compound called curcumin, which has been shown to be more effective than almost every medication out there at reducing inflammation without the side effects. So the active compound in turmeric is called curcumin and is highly anti-inflammatory. In fact, I wrote an article not too long ago and it was titled turmeric has uh, turmeric more effective than 20 medications at healing disease. And so if you want to read the article I wrote, go online, just type Dr. Axe turmeric and you'll find where I've written articles about it. So if you're looking for an article, you can just type my name along with, you know, whatever herb you want to look up. And I've written articles on every one of these that we're talking about. Boswellia, also known as frankincense, helps reduce inflammation. Another one of my absolute favorite uh, herbals, it's actually from the bark of a tree. Um, that to use there as well. And this is really good for the brain. It's known for reducing brain inflammation or joint inflammation uh, there. And you can do it as the oil, but really for the boswellic acid, which reduces inflammation, doing the powder is more effective for the other areas of the body. And here's a mushroom. It's chaga reduces inflammation. And let me say this too. You know how many diseases are related to inflammation? Almost every disease out there today, by the way, anything with an itis at the end, I-T-I-S in Latin, that actually means inflammation. So arthritis, that actually means inflammation of your joints, colitis, like ulcerative colitis, that's inflammation of your colon. And so Reducing inflammation is critical. Chaga as a mushroom. This is a this is a really unique adaptogenic mushroom or fungus that grows in Siberia, and it is actually known as a. Uh, it's known as a again really powerful adaptogen. My mother in law. I have the best mother in law in the world. She is incredible, and uh, she loves to make chaga tea and coffee. So anytime she comes and stays with uh, Chelsea and I here in Nashville, she's from Minnesota, but anytime she comes here to Nashville, stay with us, she gets a little crock pot, puts different mushrooms in there. She'll do chaga, she'll do reishi, and she'll make like a little mushroom coffee. By the way, chaga tastes incredible. It is actually probably the closest thing. It's kind of like tea meets coffee, but in a good way, like that might even sound watered down, but it's really, really good. So if you want to just drink something like as a beverage regularly that can support your body and reduce inflammation, chaga is fantastic. You can get the chunks and you just simmer them in water, you know, just put them in like a crock pot, simmer them for 24 hours and just keep drinking. it. It's great. The last one I want to mention here as an herb to heal your body is galangal for, for an, an inflammation. In fact, I would say galangal is one of the top three herbals for fighting cancer. I put it up there with turmeric. It's a cousin of ginger and turmeric, galangal. And uh, you can look this up online, but galangal, another one I love. All right. Let's talk about if you want to build your blood, 
Dong Kwai is an herb. If you're a woman and you've got uh, heavy menstru menstrual cycles and you've uh, you got you feel like anemic, if you just feel tired all the time, do do this. Go and look at yourself in the mirror. Stick out your tongue, and if your tongue looks pale at all, that means you could have a blood deficiency. You know, your your if your tongue is a little bit blue or purple, that means you have an oxygen deficiency. If it's pink, that's normal. So if it's a bright sort of pinkish red, that's normal. But if it's a little pale, just a hair pale like it's pink, but it's like a light pink. That means that you have, uh, and by the way, there's many forms of anemia and sometimes they don't show up on blood tests, but you can take Dong Kwai. And the other thing I love for doing this is like liver tablets. Okay. So taking some liver, but Dong Kwai actually helps, uh, build your blood. It has a little bit of easily digestible iron in it as well. Very good. So again, Don Kwai. And then if you have high blood pressure, Hawthorne is probably the best thing. Or if you want to prevent uh, cardiovascular disease. Let's talk about natural hormone balancers. My favorite, ashwagandha. Okay. So if you have hypothyroidism, uh, it's caused by essentially an adrenal issue and a digestive issue or an, an issue where your uh, other hormones are imbalanced. Ashwagandha helps naturally stimulate and strengthen both your adrenals and your thyroid. And this is an, a, an adaptogen you can take for a long period of time and it increases your lifespan, your strength, lower stress, improves sleep. But ashwagandha, probably my number one herb for general hormone health, but especially thyroid. The other one I love is Vitex. If you are a woman and you are struggling with infertility or PCOS or menopausal symptoms that are very uncomfortable, or acne. Vitex is an herb you should take. It helps boost progesterone in most cases or balance progesterone. It can help lower progesterone a little bit. That's really one of the chief causes of PMS symptoms and infertility and even endometriosis in certain cases. That's a little more inflammatory. But generally speaking, it's when these progesterone and estrogen levels get in balance. Vitex is the number one herb for bringing those back into balance. For men, fenugreek. Fenugreek is an herb that boosts testosterone. It's the number one natural testosterone booster. Here's the other thing though. My wife right now to support her breast milk supply takes fennel and fenugreek cookies. So fennel and fenugreek cookies, and it actually naturally supports milk supply in women. So it's good for men and women. A lot of times when women hear uh, testosterone, they get intimidated like, oh, I don't want testosterone. Listen, all, all men and women have some degree of progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone. There just should be different levels, you know, uh, between each person. But fenugreek is good for women. If there's low milk supply, you know, testosterone is probably low and it does need to go up some. So it's going to help that. So fenugreek though, especially, and it's also great for blood sugar, for diabetes, one of the top five herbs for that. But in particular, it's going to be very, very good for, for boosting men testosterone. And if you have low growth hormone, it'll help with that too. And strength black cohosh. This is an herb of a woman. If you are postmenopausal, um, there is a study that found it reduced hot flashes and balanced hormones dramatically. So it made a really, really big difference there as well. So again, black cohosh, if you are postmenopausal and having hormone imbalance, I also love clary sage as an essential oil diffusing that that's also good for balancing those estrogen levels. Um, let's talk about detoxification. We're getting close to wrapping up. I, well, I got a few more, I got sleep and I want to talk about detoxification for detoxification, milk thistle. Here's the incredible thing about milk thistle. What it actually helps do is regenerate and heal the liver. So not only is it cleansing of the liver, it actually helps the organ repair itself. It's incredible. So, and listen, if you are going to drink alcohol, here, here's, a, here's a tip. 
If you're ever drinking alcohol, whether it's wine or beer or anything, take milk thistle when, you, when you're drinking alcohol. It, you'll feel better in the morning. Actually, the, the, the remedy is really milk thistle or other herbs that support the liver along with B-complex, B-complex vitamins. So anytime you're going to go drink, take a liver detox supplement or a milk thistle supplement and B-complex and, and drink lots of water. Okay. That's really, that's, what's going to support your liver from keeping, not feeling the be best the next day. And I'm not saying go and drink it, but I'm not encouraging that. I'm just saying, Hey, you want to support yourself and your liver. You take B complex. All right. And big one is milk thistle there supports cellular regeneration of the liver. By the way, this is my mom took after my mom went through chemotherapy. This was 20 some years ago. You know, she started having, she had a lot of toxic symptoms. So when she had cancer her second time and we beat it naturally using these ancient remedies afterwards, after her treatments, we actually, a year later started doing a lot of milk thistle to continue to continue to support her liver and her body cleansing. Another cool one is, uh, is dandelion root. Now listen, dandelion root, in my opinion, should really ideally only be, be taken. Oh, probably February through May. Um, here's the reason why it's so strong. Dandelion really causes your liver to dump and you don't want to go overboard. Now, listen, if you have it once here and there, uh, let's say you're drinking alcohol, you want to support cleansing, you do dandelion, that's fine. But if you want to take it for like a month or on a regular basis, dandelion is best taken in the spring, especially March and April. So right when spring starts hitting and you can feeling outside, it's good for a lot of people to get dandelion and more bitter herbs because that's when your liver is the strongest and that's when your body is best able to cleanse. Doing cleanses in the fall, your, your body is really not set up to do it that way. In the fall, you should be eating, just going easy on your body, eating, you know, chicken, vegetable soups and pumpkin and sweet, like eating that sort of diet in the spring, that's when you want to detox. So even cleansing certain organ systems and helping your body. And actually certain things should be done seasonally. Let's talk about sleeping better. I love valerian chamomile and CBD oil. Okay. So, so CBD oil in particular, uh, is powerful at so many things. It reduces inflammation. It calms the digestive system. It gets your body out of, out of a fight or flight state. But if you want to get a better night's sleep and have something that works with your body and you wake up feeling refreshed, refreshed the next day, take CBD oil, typically about 40 to 50 milligrams in the evening. In medical studies, it's also been shown to be a natural treatment for anxiety. Okay. So it's great for anxiety, CBD oil, one of my favorites there. Um, and again, just want to encourage you CBD oil, great for sleep, chamomile, a glass of chamomile tea is great as well. Cause I could have talked about a lot more, right? We have, there are so many herbs and spices, but I want to encourage you. If you want this whole reference guide on how to heal your body, you've got to check out the new book. It's called ancient remedies. Just go right now, by the way, it's $5 off. So if you want to get it, I think it's only for a few days, go to amazon.com search Dr. Axe Ancient Remedies and check out the book. Again, we had Dr. Oz write the Ford, Olympic gymnast, Sean Johnson East, and so many other celebrities and influencers have read this book and have been raving about it. It's got meal plans in there. It actually has a quiz where you get to learn which diet is right for you. Because if you ever done a, a, had a friend do a diet and it worked for them, you try the same thing, it didn't work for you. That's because it's not meant for you. And so in the book, you take a quiz. It's called the five elements quiz. There's something in Asian medicine called the five elements. It's kind of like the first Enneagram or Myers-Briggs test or did like a personality profile. And you can learn which diet's best for you. Is it a diet for your immune system? Is it a diet for hormones, a diet for digestion? It actually goes through that. And then it has the meal plans, the shopping list, the herbal recommendations, all of those things. And by the way, once you read the book, 
I want to hear from you. Jump on my Facebook and my Instagram pages and let me know, hey, I read the book, Dr. Axe, and let me know which element you are because I want to hear from you. Let me know what your favorite thing was in the book. And also, hey, please leave a review on Amazon. But listen, hey, go and check it out today. And I cannot wait to hear what you think about the new book, Ancient Remedies. And listen, I'll be back next week with another podcast. I want to say thanks so much for being on mission with me to teach the world how to use food as medicine. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Make sure to go to my recent Instagram post and let me know what your favorite part of the show was. Also, don't forget to follow me at Dr. Josh Axe there on Insta, where I cover the latest health trends, natural medicine, and so much more. Also, if you're loving this podcast, do me a big favor, head over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. Thanks so much for being on mission with me. See you next week. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. In some cases, individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein.